This is an interview with the man that Mother Anna called Brother Thomas. I um, met her through my dad. Um, he had met them in Georgia. Georgia. Anna and Jonah, her husband. And um, I was in Delaware um, and moved to Georgia around 83, 81. I moved to to Georgia in 81. And I met them probably in 81 or 82. When you say you met them, who are you referring to? Who you asked about, um, Anna. Uh, Jonah and Anna? Yeah, I met them both. They and were, you said your uh, father kind of introduced you? Yeah, I met them. My dad had met them, and he was um, uh, impressed with them religiously, spiritually, and he started participating in church with them. In Georgia? In Georgia. Did you meet them as Jonah and Anna, or did they go by different names back then? <sighs> I'm hesitating because it seemed like they had other names, but I can't recall knowing them by any other name. Okay. Yeah. How long uh, did you stay in Georgia with your father and Jonah and Anna? Well, I wasn't with them. I met them there. I met them there in Georgia. Um, And uh, they left and came and moved to Florida. When you say they, who are you referring to? My dad. They became a little group. My father was fellowshipping with them. It was Jonah and Anna, my dad. Um, What does fellowship mean? Church, prayer, singing, traveling around, going to other churches, um, reading the Bibles, Bible studies, that type of stuff. What did they do for income then? What would they do for a living? Uh, what did you do for a living then? How old were you? <laughs> well, in 81, when I moved there, I was uh, going 51, so I was 30. So, um, you know, I've always, when Georgia actually, I, uh, I worked at the, uh, at the airport for a company that was buffing floors, so I was running a buffer. Okay. I had, um, Gotten my degree, undergraduate degree from Queens College in '74, and moved to Delaware um, in '77. I worked for the state of Delaware doing some counseling work with the oh, family court system. And that is your educational background. Yeah, right, right, right. What what degrees do you hold? I have a bachelor in uh, community health education, a master in counseling psychology, and I got a license. So I got my own little counseling business right now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You're still doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good for you. I work out of the got a little office I rent in Hattiesburg. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I met I met I met them in Georgia, yeah, and um, they left. I don't know, maybe eighty one, eighty two. Okay. My, when I say they, I mean Anna, um, Jonah, my dad, her brother, um, Grady, um, and um, then she had. Two, uh, two children. She had Joy. Anna had two children. Joy and... He mentioned that Anna had two children, and that's because those are the two that he knew by the time they had all moved to Florida. Joy, the youngest, who had not been alive when Anna and Robert Davidson's child, Kathy Davidson, had been killed. The second child to which he is referring is the other six-year-old at the time Kathy went missing. 
who by the time they moved to Florida would have been in his teens. What was the uh, church like? Like uh, who had what jobs and how big was it when you first it moved? Small. It was small. This, it was like a home kind of a deal. You know, home church type of a situation. From the beginning when I first met them it was always kind of a home church deal. Um, who did what? Um, Jonah was the pastor. Okay. Uh, he was a preacher. And um, his wife assisted him. Anna assisted him. How about your dad? He, you know, that's when they started referring to him as Elder Adam. And, uh, I've heard that, okay. Yeah, so he was the elder, so it wasn't a whole lot of... Pollution. What does an elder mean uh, at this church? Just the old guy who was uh, supposed to have some wisdom and some, um, some, some seniority. Okay. Um, and when you first moved down, it was basically uh, just the people you mentioned so far? Uh, mm -hmm. Grady... Right. Jonah, Joy, mm -hmm. your father, and Anna. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was your job when you moved down? What did you get into professional? I got a, a job at, um, at the time they called it Bridge House. It was a residential, long-term residential treatment facility for people with chemical dependency. It was co-ed. And that was uh, fit perfectly into yeah. your uh, mm -hmm. undergraduate and graduate degrees? Well, I didn't have my graduate degree at that time. Okay. Did, did you start working there as a counselor? No, start as a tech, some kind of a tech. I was taking blood pressures and oh. temperatures and just kind of making people, sure people were doing what they're supposed to be doing, that kind of thing. And then um, after a while, I heard that there was a counselor position available. I applied and gave me a job. What kind of position? Counselor's position. Beautiful. Was, yeah. Is that when you sought out your uh, graduate degree? No, I didn't. I haven't. I didn't get that until two thousand five here in Mississippi. Okay. I started. I went. So I got my undergraduate degree in seventy four, and got my my master's in two thousand seven. So I took a thirty four year break from school. Well, sounds like you're into making a little bit of money and uh, also uh, growing with the church. Did the church grow? You know, never got big. I don't, I don't think um, that was ever really the, the focus was never really numbers. Um, so uh, more people came in and out. We ended up, uh, they ended up getting a, a property in Micanopy, a 10-acre farm type setting, big house. Um, we did a lot of work on the house and built a lot of buildings and ended up starting a little outreach ministry. We had some cabins around, so we dealt with some indigent people and homeless people, that kind of stuff. So it was housing people, feeding people uh, for a period of time. Um, yeah. Um, what is an outreach ministry? That's the word I use. It was um, just trying to help people who need help. So reaching out to needy people, I guess, is what the term signifies. Eventually, did um, a lot of people move onto the property? Periodically, there would be people yeah. who would stay, but okay. um, it was more of a transient type of a deal. Um, Joy sent us some pictures of, uh, 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 by my standards, kind of unusual clothing. Uh, mm -hmm. Fairly bright colors, uh, head garments and long uh, dresses mm -hmm. for the women, and men were kind of dressed similarly. Uh, was that something to do with the religion? 
Yeah, that was the interpretation that they had at the time that uh, in the world but not of the world, there were certain scriptures that, that uh, were blown up, I think. Can you say that again? In the world but not of the world oh. was kind of where that came from. So the, the, the clothing was a little different. Um, what else was different um, as opposed to the normal Society, you know, in the Book of Acts, it talks about after you know Christ was crucified and resurrected, that the disciples um, had all things in common. So, in terms of church history, I think immediately after the death of Christ, a lot of the believers lived together and shared all things, had all things common. So that kind of mindset was kind of a governing concept at the time. Would it be safe to say, um, based upon what you just stated? Um, that when people came into the church, they would uh, kind of give up their worldly possessions, uh, any income they derived. Everything would be pulled together like at one facility so they all would live together um, from the book of Acts, that the disciples would live together? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the finances, whatever finances folks was earning, and it wasn't a whole lot of people working. Um, um, you know, the money would be kind of used to take care of everything. Became community property. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, or pulled together. Mm-hmm. All right. How smoothly did things run? Well, a little bit. It was okay. It was okay. It didn't. It wasn't long before you could see it wasn't um, what I think the original intention was. Um, so not very long. I mean. We were there probably 10 years total, I was. Uh, 1983 through 93? Yeah, something that's roughly. Um, and so maybe two, the first two or three years, I think, were, were appeared to be. And I was never um, involved with the financial piece, so um, and I always worked, so I was, I was there but gone a lot. Um, worked a lot and, and after a while when I realized it wasn't um, where I really wanted to be um, you know I would work more <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with that so for the first couple of years I'll say 83 through 86 everything was going pretty good it seemed to be I have a hard time with this in those three years baby K was beaten so badly by Anna she died her brother was also beaten and scarred within this time frame And it's also during this time that baby Luke would disappear and was allegedly taken to Puerto Rico and abandoned by this man's father and the woman that he would eventually marry in one of Mother Anna's arranged marriages. The abuse began almost immediately upon them forming the House of Prayer in 1983. So it is not very likely that anyone in the house would have thought the first three years of them being there was uneventful. The abuse started occurring almost immediately. Did things change? Well, I mean, just, um, you know, after a while I could see that, 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 that uh, Anna had some personality challenges, you know, very <laughs> controlling and, um, you know, again, I had no real religious exposure, so there was some, it took me a while to kind of learn some things um, in terms of 
there was a lot of the early things that I was exposed to teaching-wise was prophecy. That was a big deal at the time, prophecy. What does prophecy mean? Well, God speaking. I feel like I should pay you for this session. You're educating me on somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Prophecy is, uh, biblically speaking, is God speaking through people, through a person and delivering a message. So um, what was set up early on is that Anna was a prophetess and that God was speaking through her. You know, as I say now, it all sounds crazy, but at the time it was, you know, it, it seemed to be real. Um, and so it wasn't too long where I could say, well, this is off, you know, this is not quite right. Um, a lot of inconsistencies, you know, we're all just people, no one is anything more than that. Who was in charge of the financials? Like, if everything came in. It was, you know, it looked like Anna and Jonah were. I think they negotiated, but, you know, after a while, I think it. Pretty clear that Anna was pretty much in charge of everything. First two or three years, though, was Anna and Jonah? Yeah, it appeared that way. And then Anna. Yeah, in hindsight, I'd say that she probably was in trouble for the video. Why don't we go into now, probably a good time, when, and it was a really nice way of saying it, uh, Anna had some personality challenges and uh, she was controlling. Uh, what when you say prophecy is that the speaking in tongues? Yes, part of it. Yeah. Is is that when things changed or? No, that was always part of it. Oh, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You okay. said you noticed some inconsistencies. What were those in, those inconsistencies? Well, just in terms of um, you know having all things common and, and, and that kind of things. That, you know, earlier I could see that um, you know she treated herself better. You know, it wasn't a lot of money, but I could see that. Oh, some inequity? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, it wasn't a real balance when, you know, she just had nicer stuff, you know. You know. Um, what Joy has explained to me, and I believe her, mm-hmm. um, and I've interviewed a few other people, and they've been pretty consistent with this too, mm-hmm. um, that the punishments administered there, um, and I can't speak for... 1986 through 1992, by today's standards, would be considered abusive. Right. Um, that uh, children and adults mm-hmm. uh, were whipped, and mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if possible, I would like you to talk about that. And and how or why and at whose direction? Well, in terms of uh, the adults were were disciplined. Um, after a few years, um, I'm not sure, you know, probably it was Anna who brought it up, but the, the discussion came up that if children were disciplined, then you no, know, why not adults? And again, at the, in hindsight, it all sounds crazy and totally ridiculous, but um, um, the mind is a weird thing. So, um, you know, say if I messed up or did something that was deemed whatever, um, there were an occasion or two where some of the other adults, primarily my dad and, and brother Jonah, would would whip me. With what? With a belt. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that happened to me twice, maybe. So then as an adult. As an adult, yeah, yeah. Were other adults and children it happened, whipped there? What happened to my my dad a time or two and um, brother Jonah? Those those were the only ones I can remember. It actually happened too. Um, in terms of the children, I had very little interaction with the children. Again, I was going a lot, so you know, Anna was the primary caregiver of the children. The children that would be there. 
I would like to, um, obviously I've done some research before I came here um, and uh, asked our records division to pull any and all police reports that mm -hmm. emanated um, from the House of Prayer. I, I know there were House mm -hmm. of Prayer for all people, then S-E-L-A-H at the end of that. Sela? Sela, yeah. And I might be pronouncing that wrong, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but there was a police report, uh, and I, um, I have it with me today. I believe it was in 1983, where a young girl, a two-year-old girl, uh, died. Mm -hmm. um, she was taken to Shan's Hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I have interviewed her brother. Mm -hmm. uh, you probably knew him as Brother James. He is, uh, in my opinion, uh, one of the most admirable people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll share this with you because I've spent hours with him already. Um, he said, he told us um, that his mother, you can... Sister Rebecca. Okay. Mm -hmm. she, she went by a couple of different mm -hmm. church names. Basically, she was a, a single mom with two young children. Uh, she was approached by, um, I think it was your father's wife, uh, which... Right, um, Sandra. Sandra, right. okay. Uh, if I don't write it down, I can't remember it anymore. She, um, was, she was in the original group that came from um, Georgia. Okay. So, uh, told us that uh, Sandra approached her. She was living in the projects uh, with her two children. Uh, and she really didn't have any means to support herself. She was kind of invited into the church and uh, she was really impressed uh, with uh, the spirituality of it. Uh, but then uh, after she, uh, this is I'm talking now, we've also interviewed his mother also. She lives in, uh, uh, where the heck were we on that one? Alabama. Um, she said that when she came to the church, uh, it was kind of a gradual process, but she felt she was brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And uh, John told us the same thing, or Brother John told us the same thing, uh, that Mother Anna uh, was, I guess, uh, controlling, they, they used stronger words, uh, um, controlling and extremely abusive, um, ordered um, children uh, beaten uh, rather mercilessly, including his two-year-old um, sister. Um, he describes an event where he personally observed uh, Mother Anna holding this two-year-old up by her ankle and beating her on her lower legs and bottom of her feet. Um, she died. Um, she was taken to Shan's hospital and I want to share with you something John shared with me about you. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, he totally liked you and respected you. Mm -hmm. uh, you never abused him while he was at the house of prayer, although he was abused. He still has the scars on his body. He, uh, he led an incredibly successful life. He, uh, when he graduated from high school, he joined the United States Air Force. He's retired there with honors, um, um, honorably discharged. <coughs> he fought for our country in um, multiple mm. countries. He's just a really good guy. Um, but. He believes his daughter, his sister, died as a result of being abused at the House of Prayer. Mm -hmm. That before she came to live uh, at the House of Prayer under Anna's control, 
Um, she didn't have a, any kind of seizure disorder. Uh, that uh, Anna beat her because he she enjoyed beating her, and uh, also as I mentioned, showed us the scars on his body where he was beaten. Um, and I, I have eight by tens. I didn't bring them with me, um, but he still has the scars to this day. But he wanted me to share something with you about this, and I'm sorry to go on such a sad story, but. Um, he said that after she stopped breathing or had a seizure or something that happened at the house of prayer, you gave her CPR. You tried to revive her. Mm -hmm. um, she did die. She never woke up. You know, uh, she was taken to the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, the autopsy revealed she had been abused. Um, she had um, bad scarring on her skull and uh, the bottom of her feet and her legs. Um, she was quickly buried before any investigation was conducted by the sheriff's department and uh, wanted me to thank you mm -hmm. for trying to revive her and save her life he absolutely knows you were nothing to do with any abuse of children there he wanted me to emphasize that i'm sure if you're willing to he'd be happy to talk to you someday but that's up to you i would never exchange mm -hmm. phone numbers or anything like that but um that was uh, a very sad event uh I've interviewed, um, her name was uh, uh, nicknamed Kay. Uh, I do believe she died as a result of Anna um, withholding medication from her because I don't, we didn't discuss that yet, mm. but I understand that she was, she was pretty adamant about medical intervention um, uh, and she was very much into corporal punishment of children. And mm. I would like, if you're comfortable, to tell us what you can recall of that. Um, I, I knew that she, you know, beat, this, the word was disciplined at the time. I never witnessed it, um, but I know that she was disciplining the children. Um, with, I always thought that, um, because we, I was there, you know, the, the day that, I couldn't remember her name. Um. So yeah, I remember the CPR and um, taking to the hospital. I never heard anything about it. So in terms of, you know, the reason for her death being the the, the, the abuse, I, I never knew that. Huh. I, I never knew that. That's the first time hearing that because um, she was in the hospital and I just kind of assumed that if there was any foul play that I would have known about that. She you was know, buried that, so fast, uh, yeah, like, yeah. sheriff's office never even found out about it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what... Through joy, mm -hmm. we met. Now we're meeting many other people. And by the way, obviously, we've spoken a lot to Joy. Mm -hmm. She thinks the world of you. Also, mm -hmm. um, I we've had her come to Gainesville. You know, I've talked to her on the phone. Um, she knows that you did everything you could do with the information that you had at the time. Uh, no one is sitting in judgment for what was allowed to happen. That's the bottom line. Although I do think one person is ultimately responsible. <coughs> and my opinion is that's Anna Young, and I would like you to talk about that. Well, I mean, she was, you know, charismatic, and um, she was the force there, no question about that. Uh, again, that wasn't readily transparent from the beginning, but it became transparent after a little bit. and. Uh, and the fact that she was uh, unstable. And the words I'm using now just weren't words I was using then. <laughs> you know, uh, my mind was in a different place. I knew I was trapped mentally, psychologically. I knew I was. Yeah. I, I knew it early on, but uh, it took a while to get out of it. It took, it took me a while.
You said the word that was used then was discipline. What would you right. call it today? Oh, it's abuse. I mean, it's, yeah. man, it's terrible. It's just awful. It's just shameful. Um, it's, um, At whose order was this discipline administered? Everything was added, you know, in terms of, you know, the engine that was driving that bus, it was, it was all her. Um, and, and, and there was a fear, you know, there was a fear of her. Uh, Everyone said the same thing. Yeah, that was true. How did she get that fear? Well, you know, uh, when you, I, you know, again, this is all hindsight talking. So I know. I speaking for myself, because I've asked myself ten thousand times, how did I allow myself to to get stuck in that? But um, I was looking for something. You know, I was a, a a young guy who thought education would provide it, who thought money would provide it, who thought women would provide. Looking for that meaning of life, that purpose. We purpose the whole deal. And um, the things I had tried didn't work, and I still was lacking and not fulfilled. And so this seemed to be it. Jesus seemed to be it. And I really clung to that. And what happened for me as I look back is that, uh, and it was subtle, but I began to listen to her as if God was talking. You're not the first person that said that to us. Okay. Well, wow. that's, that's, wow. that's, um, that's where my fear came from originally of her. Because originally it wasn't a fear of her, it was a fear of God, you know, and I felt that God was speaking through her. And, and then after enough insane things happening in terms of, um, um, you know, us beating each other and, and the whole deal, I said, you know, this is... Insane things like what else? Well, just, you know, with this, this situation with the, um, with, with the baby. Okay. Um, um, and, and then the other, again, people were in and out, so anytime there were children there, there was another uh, young girl uh, stayed with us for a while. From, Is that the girl from South Carolina? From Carolina, yeah, and yeah, ended up in court. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what you remember about that, please. Messed up her feet. She was, had some... Di um, some hygiene challenges, which were real. She had some real issues with her hygiene, and and then I got real upset with her and put her in a, a feet in a tub of some concoction, some concoction, and messed messed the child's feet up. And my um, parents got involved and, and ended up taking Anna to court. I know how to go to court on in the Gainesville related to that. Um, I think it was related to the insurance or something. Um, um, yeah. Um, we, and I don't remember which witness told us that, but, um, one of the witnesses said, uh, regarding this victim, uh, um, when she had her bathe in this concoction, and by the way, the water was really hot too, mm -hmm. it was, also there were some chemicals in it that gave her second degree burns over the lower portion of her body. She's still scarred, uh, just like, um. Um, but she said, uh, maybe this will burn the demon out of, you, out of you or burn the devil out of you. Did you ever hear Anna talk like that? Yeah. Did you, I, I mean, I could hear her saying that. If, yeah, I could hear her saying that. I could think. If, if, if you ask me specifically if I remember her saying that about me, then I can't say I specifically hear that, heard that, but that, that wouldn't surprise me that she did. Yeah. Do you... Were you familiar with um, his beating? Sounds really. Uh, I mean, he got beat a lot, uh, but and all of which would be abuse today. But at one point, he described the beating that went on for days, um, where literally he was beat with uh, 
extension cords and sticks. Um, like I said, he still has the scars. Um, and it was uh, all at the direction of Anna. Uh, do you, and he lost a piece of his ear. He actually got hit in the face and a big chunk of his ear got taken off. Are, are you familiar with that one? Because it sounds like it would have been a big event there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had called me years back. Um, he told us that. Yeah, and, um, and he uh, told me a lot of things that you're saying now. And Again, I was working a lot, and, and um, so he knew I was there, but I wasn't as present physically and definitely not mentally as he, as I should have been, and as he maybe remembers me being, because he said a lot of things to me on that phone call we had a few years back, and uh, that I honestly don't remember okay. me being present for it. I don't, I won't say that it didn't happen, though. Actually, um, if, I, if I can interject here, um, something that said uh, resounds in my, in my mind, um, he described you as somewhat of a, a buffering force for him. Um, he told us that you kind of took him under your wing and uh, you would take him in the, work, in the workshop and teach him things and you would talk to him, kind of trying to guide him to keep him from getting in trouble. Do you remember that? was my dad. I'm not a workshop guy. Okay, yeah. Okay. He was more of a carpenter. Yeah, yeah, okay. probably was my dad. Well, I guess this would be a good time to bring yeah. us up then. Um, we have received information that your was castrated at Mother Anna's direction. Mm -hmm. Is that I mean, true? he agreed. He agreed, but so she didn't stand over. But yeah, she suggested it. I think that's when he first heard it. Because when he brought it to my attention, he was... Uh, you know, there's somewhere in the Bible that says better enter into the kingdom of heaven, halt the maim, rather than, you know. So he had, um, he had been married and he had um, sex with um, his um, mom. Yeah, yeah, he had sex with her. So that's where that came out of. And, um, and he, he agreed to it. He said, yeah, he's going to do that. And... Uh, Everybody was just so so messed up in the head that, uh, but yet yeah, happened. Wow. Do you believe that your father believed it also, as you had come to believe that when Anna spoke, it was as the voice of God for a period. Yeah. And I I would just assume that's the only way. Yeah. Someone could be talked into right. cutting off their right. own penis. Right. Yeah. Was he medicated from a pain perspective? Um, I think so. I'm not sure what with. But I know, uh, as I said, uh, Sandra was a nurse, so I'm... I'm Sandra Performant? That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did he ever have any uh, complications or anything? Yeah, he ended up going to a hospital in Atlanta and uh, got some treatment there. I just wonder what he told the hospital people. Yeah, well, my dad had a gift to gab, so I don't know. I Did he seek any treatment uh, in Gainesville at all before Atlanta? I don't think so. Okay. Why Atlanta? Um, probably because it's a big city, and, and uh, yeah, it was away from Gainesville. To remain anonymous? Yeah, yeah, I would think that was part of it. Do you think he did that at Anna's direction? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I can't say for sure. I can't say for sure. Thomas, what was the belief 
or rather yet, what were you taught would happen if you left the community? Nothing specifically like that. Um, Spiritually. I think the, 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 the thinking was that, you know, God had you there. So you'd be outside of God or you would be out of God's will is probably the best way to put it. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the thinking that people had for a period of time. You know, everyone ended up leaving, so everyone kind of got on the other side of that. But so they had a desire to be in God's will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was sincere, folks, and uh, you probably studied the cults a lot, but a lot more about that's what it was. A lot more about than I do. So that's usually the type of personalities that can get snagged into that. Yeah. People have a level of sincerity about stuff like that. Are you familiar when uh, Anna and Joy, uh, and this is Joy's words, went on the run? Yeah. Can you tell me what you remember about that? Um, after the, um, the situation with um, the, 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 the thinking was that uh, she was going to get arrested for... Who, who is she? Anna. Okay. Was going to get arrested, excuse me, for abusing um, and messing up her, you know, injuring her the way she did. And then they left um, and moved around the country as far as I know. I'd like to ask you about mm -hmm. uh, when Joy first called us, that was the most emotional thing for her. Um, I think she has incredible guilt uh, and remorse about this. Um, she told us that um, her mother adopted mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what year it was. Um, and then uh, when she went on the run in 1992 after the thing, that um, she thought died on the property and uh, was disposed of. Um, can you tell us? And realizing we just want to know what happened. That's all we're interested in. Mm -hmm. What you recall about What I recall is that um, there was some talk that he was missing. That he was missing. And uh, when I asked my dad what happened, he said he died. What else did your father tell you? That was it. I didn't, I didn't want to know. Because at this point, I was trying to get out of there. And, um, and I know it wasn't a good situation at all. Because um, uh, after a while, I, I didn't really even see you know. Um, Why not? Because Anna kept him. You know, she was raising him and she kept him in the room. I was working a lot. Okay. I stayed away from there as much as I possibly can. Uh, as I could. I had a job up the road there in Gainesville at the Bridge House deal and I had volunteered to work the night shifts and uh, sometimes during the day I worked in a lumber yard, wow. stacking wood, you know, I didn't really want right to Right there in, in the Kenoki? Yeah, okay. George, yeah, okay, so. George something or another had a lumber yard there uh, on, on Highway 42, I think it is. Yes, it is. But, um, so, um, so that's what I know, is that my dad told me he, he died. About when? Oh, man. They said, oh, you know, early 90s is best I can. Joy puts the time frame right around the time that Anna went on the run. Okay. Does um, that fit with your recollection? I can't, I can't say yay and nay to that, um, because, yeah. I can't, I can't really place I know he wasn't 
with them when they went on the run, to my knowledge. Let me ask you a question. And I know we're we're pulling scabs off of old wounds here. Is mm -hmm. what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's the nature of our job, and it's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. um, we're not looking to incriminate anybody uh, for you know disposing of or taking his body somewhere. Um, we just want to know. Uh, we're pretty close to identifying uh, family. Uh, mm. They've been looking for him from okay. what we've heard, from what we've heard. Mm. Our job is to bring closure to families. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm what I'm trying to tell you here is, you know, if if you know something about where his body may be, if your dad told you, uh, look, realistically, yeah, yeah. your father has passed away, right. so there's nothing we can do anyway. Mm -hmm. If your father told you, look. Um, died, I buried him here or I buried him there. Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. At least we could get yeah. the remains back into a yeah. real yeah. funeral or whatever. I understand that he didn't, I don't know. I can't tell you. How do you think um, he died? How do I think he died? Yes. Honestly, somehow as a result of it, something Anna did. That's what, I, that's what I think. Why do you conclude that? Because, I mean, she was hard on kids. How did she used to discipline? What the, the discipline that I know is she would um, put him in a closet. That's what I knew. I know if I didn't see her beat him or tie him up or anything like that. Or, but I know she there was a uh, closet in her bedroom. Why would you mention tie him up? I'm just that's what just came to my head. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, and I, I asked because it's very specific to what we were told by mm -hmm. Joy. Okay. Um, so that's that's why I'm wondering why you would mention specifically that. Yeah, yeah, that's just came to me just now. I, I never observed that or seen that or or knew that for a fact. But um, I knew that um, she kept him in a closet in her room. Was he the only child that was kept in a closet? That I know for that I could say that I'm yeah. Yeah. Did you hear of any other children that were disciplined the same way? Put in a closet? Yeah. No. No. How did your dad tell you about it? I mean, how did, tell me what you remember about the conversation. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't uh, seen him. Because, um, again, I was working a lot. I wasn't there much. And then and, and I hadn't seen him. And I asked my dad, was was and, um, and he said he died. And that was the only conversation you ever had with your dad about Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, I mean, because I knew what, whatever it was, I just knew it wasn't good. Huh. You know? I knew it wasn't good. Good things, good things weren't happening there at that time. And your conclusion is, and you lived there for a long time, mm -hmm. it was a result of something Anna did or had done to him? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that for us? Well, I, I, I didn't know what exactly she did. I know that she wasn't um, nice to him. I know she kept him in a closet, you know. Um, he was kept in a closet. Yeah. Now, how long, how much? I knew that when he, um, when her perception was that he was being uh, disobedient, that was, <clears throat> that was one of the disciplinary routes she would take. About how old was if you remember. He was a little boy. I don't know, two, three, four, two, three, four, somewhere around there. Was he subjected to involuntary fasting? 
It could have been. I mean, do I do I know that for a fact? No, but I know that um, uh, going out food was something we all did periodically. We would eat, so fasting was part of that culture. Was it hard for you? Initially, I went through a period where I could appreciate it for some of the positive things that came from it. Even children had to fast? I think, yeah. yeah. As young as two, three, four? That's crazy, right? But yeah. We know that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was part of it. How old was when he first came to be Anna's adopted son? It's a little boy. Again, um, a, a baby, um, walking age. It's like, I can't remember not walking, but maybe before that, but he was little. How, yeah, how old do you think? Oh man, I don't know. Two, I don't know what's walking three, age. Yeah. It's been a, little, a while since my kids. <laughs> yeah. um, one, two, three, maybe. I don't, well, if he wasn't walking, he had to be around one. But okay, um, I can't really recall him not walking. Who brought him to the community? <sighs> hmm. There were some um, women. I'm not sure is the, is the answer, but there were some women. Um, trying to think of the names. From was it Chicago? Because uh, that's where Anna and uh, Jonah were from, Chicago. Um, so I think one of them there was. Um, Do you remember the real name or the church name? Uh, was it was a, a sister? Was it Deborah? Maybe. There was a Deborah and a Lydia. Well, so, yeah, I think that was it, Deborah and Lydia. And that's where you think came from? That's the best I can recall. Like. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but that's what's coming to my memory. Okay. And you believe when uh, came um, from Chicago, most likely from Deborah or Lydia, he was a, a, a baby to about one year old. How old was he when he died? He was there for, what, a year or two maybe? So, I don't know, two or three? Okay. Four? Could he have been older? I can't. Two, three, or four. <coughs> Perhaps. I'm going to ask you something. This is pure speculation opinion. I can do that because I think we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Do you think your father disposed of Moses? No. What do you think happened to him? I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I I always made up in my head that um, he was buried somewhere. Always, Where? I don't know. What do you understand as disposed? Let me let me go there. Mm -hmm. When we say we that he may have disposed of him, what do you understand that to mean? Buried. Okay. That's my personal idea. Like with a service. Or to hide him. That was always my suspicion, but I don't know that for a fact. I mean, I, I didn't go to a funeral. Okay. Okay. You think he would have been invited to the funeral if there had been one? I think. Okay. I mean, that's logical. Yeah. Did your dad and you ever discuss it again? Mm -mm. Even in his later years. No. I know it probably sounds crazy, but it, I have to ask. No, I, I yeah yeah. Um, I think. You know, me and him both realized that there's some, some, some bad things that had been happening, and uh, we didn't discuss that. Once we that ended, we didn't talk about it hardly ever. Hardly ever. Did you have anything to do with 
being disposed of. No. Okay. Where do you think might be buried? <sighs> Knowing how everything was going at the time, where where would be the most logical place that he may have been buried? I mean, we had a, we had a, we lived on a farm. Um, I always had a sense that he that, that he was taken. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I never taken taken somewhere. Okay. Um, I, I never had the sense because I was there for a while. I never had the sense that he was buried there. I never had that sense. That whole part of the discussion was about Moses, and as you heard, it was common knowledge that Anna kept him in her closet under the guise of discipline. It's very likely that Moses' last days and moments were very much like what happened to Kathy Davidson. Anna left him in there until he died, and then there was a scramble to dispose of his body. And as I listen to this, I cannot fathom how Jonah Young, who these witnesses refer to as a pastor, which is absolutely absurd in every sense of the word, but how this man allowed the exact same thing that happened to Kathy, his daughter, knowingly let it happen again. Were he alive today, I believe that he would be equally culpable in Moses' death. I think he would have a hard time defending the use of the closet as a tool of punishment and an even harder time defending his lack of intervention. As the interview continues, the investigator is asking about baby Luke, the child who was allegedly taken to Puerto Rico by Brother Thomas's father. Remember, this baby was the child of the woman that Brother Thomas would marry. Um, there's another little boy that was on the property. Um, uh, we don't know what happened to him. I'd like you to tell us what you remember about Um... He um, had gotten sick. It seems like. Where did he come from? Like who's his his his, his 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 mom was. Um, I had married his mom actually. Um, we would last about six months, but we so were, you were his stepdad. Well, I think sort of or father. When 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 me and his mom got married, wasn't there. What's the mother's name? He says Marisol's Marisol. You're really putting that one on me. <laughs> so the the um my wife I remember her name and I know. It was a biblical name. Priscilla. Priscilla. And uh, were you legally married to her or was just a it was a, it was within that church, so yeah, we were legally married. We, Legal. Yeah. yeah because okay. we got got a a dissolution of marriage from the court there in, in Florida. And um, was Priscilla's child, mm -hmm. and she was she pregnant with when you got married, or how? No, no. Oh, okay. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. She was. He was. Um, when I first met her, um, when they first came to start staying there at the place in Micanopy, was with her. He got. He got sick. Her um, the story I remember is that um, his his dad was Puerto Rican, and he didn't uh, get sick, and that uh, she took him to Puerto Rico. And, and how did she do that? They flew 
Hey Flo. Who, who did? Priscilla and um, my dad might have went in. So like, well, I didn't go. But How do you know this? I'm pull it out from my head. Wow. Yeah. And your dad might have gone on that trip? Yeah, because um, he wasn't, uh, the kid, the blue boy wasn't well. And um, what did he have? I have no idea. Okay. Um, but um, she was taking him back to her father's understanding that I had. So the biological father was in Puerto Rico? That's my understanding. Or Priscilla's father was in Puerto Rico? Um, my understanding is that the baby's biological father was Puerto Rican. Do you recall your father going to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico with your wife? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know that she was my wife at that time. Okay. Yeah, I think all that was before me and her got together. I would assume Anna would know all about this event. That would be a fair assumption, yeah. Whose idea was it to take the boy back to Puerto Rico? I don't know for a fact. Again, everything was pretty much flowing through Anna. Do you believe it was at the direction of Anna? I, I can't say that. Okay. Yeah. Knowing what you know today, mm -hmm. if you had to speculate what happened, what would be your guess? See, I don't remember him being that sick where, you know, that he was no longer alive. So I would hope that he's doing okay. It would be my hope. No, that's, yeah. That's your hope. But what would be your guess as to what really happened? Since what I remember is that he went to Puerto Rico, my, my, my guess would be that he was left there with family. would be my guess. Okay. Do you think there is a possibility that um, he was treated the same way Mark was and that the same thing happened to Mars that happened Is it possible? It just seemed to be a different situation. Um, it's because his mother was involved. So I don't get the, the sense that it was the same kind of a deal. But we had uh, who was beaten and her mother was on the compound also. So that didn't seem to help in this case at all, did it? No. No, no. Yeah. How did um, you ever get out from under Anna's control? They, um, you know, when the situation was and, and, they, and they left, um, and then my dad had left, and I was there by myself. Everybody left but me. In that big house? Yeah. Wow. So I stayed there for a little bit, and then um, ended up renting an apartment there in Gainesville, and kept working for a while. And then um, uh, my current wife, we had um, been talking, and we decided to get married, and then I moved to Mississippi. Mm -hmm. How, did you stay in touch with Anna after you moved to Mississippi? No. No, when they first were running, um, I would talk to her on the phone occasionally. Do you know how she was arrested or when or where she was arrested? Not specifically. I, I'd heard about it. By the time she was arrested, I had just had lost contact with her. And I was no longer um, 
communicating with her. When's the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few years. She called here. Um, my dad died in um, hmm. 2011. And somehow she heard about that. And she called here. Do you think that's the last time you spoke to her? I think, yeah. Okay. So after your dad died? Yeah. Octavio, do you have any other questions you'd like to ask today? Yeah. Um, and thank you for your time. Among the the many things that we were told uh, by and, and um, they told us about some hidden compartments that were built in the house. Do you know how the hidden compartments got there and what their purpose was? Um, the, the ones that I'm aware of in, in um, Anna and Jonah's bedroom, in the closet, there was um, some spaces built in. Um, at times, I think money was kept there. Um, I assume um, when uh, related to that it was used for him. Um, that was a closet he was locked up in? To, yeah. Where about was it in there? It was in a bedroom. Um, I don't know if you guys have been to that house. I guess. Yes. Yeah, so um, you go in the, uh, the closet, I guess, the long closet. Um, it's in there. Okay. Yeah, to the left. Okay. Do you know of any other hidden compartments inside the house? No. Are you aware of Brother James at some point? Uh, um, there had been a pickup order issued uh, for him um, after he had gone to Shan's hospital um, for a scalp infection. Um, do you recall that incident? It was in 1985. I don't. Other witnesses have told us that um, because uh, when his scalp was checked, he took off his shirt and the doctor saw all the scars all over his upper torso and buttocks and legs um, that uh, a judge had ordered that he'd be taken into custody and put into foster care, that uh, he'd been a victim of physical abuse. And other witnesses have told us that um, when law enforcement came to enforce that pickup order that uh, he was forced to hide in hidden compartments throughout the house. Does this ring a bell to you at all? It, it doesn't. I don't remember okay. that. Well, like I said, you yeah, worked a lot back then, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that is kind of logical. Yeah, no. And they came to the house looking for him? Yes. I don't remember that. Okay. I don't remember that. How about anything else you could tell us about? When they're, you know, um, that long, um, trying to picture you and how he looks like, to be honest with you. Which you guys try to try to pull up his face, um, and I'm not having a good good deal doing that. Um, no, I can't think of anything else. Did you ever have a conversation with Anna about what happened to Moses? Didn't talk to her much after a certain point. Why is that? Well, I mean, I just again, I was trying to figure out how to get out. You know, uh, I had left once, walked away once, and uh, ended up back there. Um, and, uh, yeah. What caused you to walk away? I just knew it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a good place for me to be, 
you know. Um, so why'd you come back? My head wasn't free yet, is the short answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. You think you were brainwashed? Yeah, in hindsight. Yeah, no question. No question. For me to believe that you know, God was speaking through that woman, yeah, no question I was. But you but believed it. I did. And others believed it. Oh, yeah, no question. There was a, there was a, there was a very real fear. Is there anything else that you would like to say on this statement? Nothing else I can think of right now. Octavia? What happened to Jonah? He died. He, he, um, car accident. He was into, well, what happened, he was trying to take a transmission out of a car at a, uh, area where a guy had a bunch of cars and car parts and all that and he had went out there by himself and no one really knew and um, he didn't show up so contact the police missing person the whole deal and then mm-hmm. um, some gentlemen such as yourselves came and talked to us and asked me the same question when I told him went to this car place they just went over there and he told I was with him and he told me he went over there and he just went around the cars and Found him up under the car. The car he had jacked up a car with bricks and kind of a home remedy deal, mm-hmm. and it slipped. He caught him on his, on his throat and killed him. Who reported him missing? Uh, his wife, Anna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, she didn't. Priscilla is the one the police report names as having called the report in, and it was not reported for days. If it's as Brother Thomas said, and they knew where he had gone to get that transmission out of the old junker car. It seems odd that none of them would go over and check on him when he never came home, especially over a two-day period before the police were called. I think that's probably why police find it suspect today. Do you know um, that anything about Anna receiving um, survivor benefits um, after Jonah died for joy and... Would it surprise you to learn that she collected Social Security for a joy and until what would have been eighteenth birthday? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Do you know if she was uh, kind of a scammer or uh, all that? Yeah, she she could hustle a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like how? Like what? Like what scams? Well, I mean that. I mean that doesn't surprise me. I mean uh, the the few of us who had jobs, you know. Turned over our paychecks. You turned over 100%. That's crazy. But yeah, I did. Wow. And other people that worked did too. Yeah. And that's how she treated people. Mm-hmm. But it's because you believe she was the voice of God. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. But yeah, that was the reality. Octavio, do you have any other questions? Just one last question. Of everything that we've talked about, all these old wounds that, were, that we've opened, is there anything that you would like to change as far as what you've told us so far? Anything you would like to add to or anything that you might like to change because your recollection might be different? Anything. Yeah. Again, with, with, um, with Priscilla's son, that was my understanding. Uh, with, with my dad said he had died. Um, but not how he died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that um, 
I, I knew that it was somehow related to how he was being treated. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you believe he was disposed of, and who took care of it? Again, I think he was buried. Um, who do you think buried him? I would. It would. Um, had well, I actually think it was is Jonah, because um, um, to my recollection, uh, left wasn't there anymore, and Brother Jonah was still there. So um, whatever happened, I know I would think that Brother Jonah would be the one who who did whatever would happen. But my assumption was that he was buried. But again, I never had the sense that he was buried there on that property. I never had that feel. Did you ever see any natural indentations right. in the ground there that would that's appear to be a grave? Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was there because I was all over that property and I was looking, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah. What were you looking for? Well, I mean, he was a baby and, you know. Were you looking for a grave? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you didn't see anything back then? I didn't see anything. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? No. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Brother Jonah um, would, would have handled that, whatever it turned out to be. So you hear that, right? By the end of his first interview, and this would not be the last time police spoke to Brother Thomas or his sister, Sister Lois, But by the end of that first interview, he admitted that when he said earlier that he believed baby Luke was taken to Puerto Rico, that's not what he believed. He believed that Jonah Young disposed of baby Luke's body, took him somewhere off the property to dispose of him, which would be consistent with what happened to Kathy Davidson, Robert Davidson, a.k.a. Jonah Young's own daughter. Jonah Young had a history of disposing of the bodies of children. We talked about and his mother. The name that you could remember was Priscilla. Do you remember knowing okay. her by any other name? Wait. No, no, not. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Priscilla. Yeah. If I were to give you another name, would you know if that was it? I think I would. Yeah, that's a real name. Okay. How well did you know? Um, pretty good. I see a smile on your face. Cause you know we would be in the room together. Yeah. How was treated? Bad. Like you? Did you keep in touch with after you left? Did I'm she... sorry I did not hear that answer. Yeah. No, I didn't keep okay. in touch okay. with anybody from my family. Did you and I ever discuss what happened with like when they took him to Puerto Rico yeah did she ever tell you if that story was made up Mm-mm. Mm-mm. knowing what you know today if mother Anna would have told and your dad to stick to a certain story do you think they would have done it yeah probably yeah it, it may not be true, but I believed it all these years. I really a, a lot of people told you it happened. Yeah. But I guess when you say it, it, I don't know. What do you think happened to I mean, I believe he died. How do you believe he died? I didn't see him anymore, and then with that fire, I'm thinking 
thinking what? Maybe that's what happened to him. Baby Luke has never been found. Moses has never been found. Kathy Davidson has still never been found. If you have information about where any of these children are, where their little bodies were taken after they were abused by Anna Davidson Young, please contact Investigator Kevin Allen at the Alachua County Sheriff's Office. The number is area code 352-384-3323. That's area code 352-384-3323. If you have information specific to where Kathy Davidson's body was disposed of, please contact Detective Sergeant Doug Hill with the Michigan State Police. Area code 269-683-4411. That's area code 269-683-4411. And if you have any information about that bathroom that was closed in at the House of Prayer, the one that I described in Episode 7, the one with the damaged ceramic tub, again, call Investigator Kevin Allen at the Alachua County Sheriff's Office, area code 352-384-3323. I have all this information plus their email addresses on the Down and Away Facebook page. As always, thank you for listening.